three, two, two one. one. All right. Yeah, so awesome. I can link that up. All okay, right. cool. Awesome. All right, here we are. We are, this is the first official episode yes, of The, the Drop. The Drop. And, and we didn't have that name in the pilot episode. We didn't. And we owe that to our good friend Will Freeman of Surface DVD. Yes. Of Surface DVD fame. Yes. And yeah, he came up with the name. We uh, were on IG Live and just chopping it up, doing our giveaway, which we'll explain in a little bit that we, we do a, a giveaway through our websites. But we were doing our giveaway, our IG Live, and we just threw the question out there, like, let's name this thing. And Will said, The Drop. And we're like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it just stuck. It's like I said in the pilot episode, I just thought we needed something else, but something simple. But to the, you know what I mean? That didn't take away yeah. from the Frank and Brian part. But uh, mm -hmm. I think it'll be, it'll help with. Uh, and the interesting board. part about it was when I was like kind of, so once we came up with the name, the drop and I was like, just kind of researching like, you know, Instagram handles and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff named the drop. Yeah. Well, even on Spotify to look up the podcast, you have to type in the drop with Frank and Brian. Yeah. And hopefully, um, once people start to like, if you're on Spotify, you can rate the, the thing like mm -hmm. five stars or whatever. So hopefully people will do that. I made Chelsea do it a second ago. I was like, is there <laughs> like a rating system on this? And she was like, yeah, I was like, five like stars, five stars. So, so everybody please rate five stars. If you're, if you, I guess if you're watching on YouTube, just like and like and comment. Yeah. And if you're not subscribed to either one of our channels, please do that. And but if you're listening to this via audio, please rate and do all that great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up, subscribe, all that stuff on YouTube, and then any of your podcast stuff, like you said, just uh, it all helps out. Yeah. And then hopefully the audio situation here is a little bit better. Oh, the you know the, God. So a couple things, you know, putting the the pilot out there and just just putting it out there. One. I was so happy with the reception it got. Like, I think everybody is pretty stoked about it. I think a lot of people are interested in it and want to hear more. So thank you to everybody who, who gave us positive vibes on this whole thing. I really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. And uh, secondly, everybody was roasting you on your audio. <laughs> I know. I was roasting myself because I, the whole time I'm like, audio is important. It's, I, I'm so hard on myself when it comes to that stuff. Uh -huh. And then mine is was just garbage and yours sounded great you know what i mean like and i mean i even have a backup here i don't know oh, if, really yeah you can't see that but i have um i have this oh okay next to my microphone just in case things get hairy just in case things get hairy okay yeah because i i i was i spent i probably spent two or three hours trying to recover that audio mm -hmm. in addition and and all this stuff and it was just just wasn't working. No, I don't know but enough about that. It was cool just to put it out there, though. Even though it was a, a bit flawed, it yeah. was it was cool to put it out there. You yeah, know? it's and not like, like you couldn't hear the audio or it was or anything like that. It just right didn't sound good. It just yeah. <laughs> but no, that's okay. We're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna learn a lot through this podcast, and we're gonna learn as we go. And hopefully, everybody is as patient as they were with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you want to do this one? Since so this one, um, we we were talking about one kind of giving a little background on each one of ourselves. 
Uh, two, we were going to talk about the name, which I think we did, you know. And I think we kind of covered it in the first one about why we want to start a podcast. Yeah. I think that I think we knocked that out of the way. Yeah. And so now it's just sort of like introductions about ourselves, I think. Yeah. So go ahead. Who are who are you? Who are you? Who who is Brian Good? <laughs> <laughs> is it good or is it good? Go- or is oh, it I'm sorry. Gouda or is it Gouda? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I called you good. I, I have no idea. Uh, growing up I always said good and then now I've kind of it is actually good. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so you but, just kind of embraced it. Yeah. And I've been embracing it more lately, so That's good. Yeah, that's all. That's who I am. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Not how you got started or like what what you where you're from, what do you do? I think everybody knows what I do unless someone's listening to this podcast and has no idea what this is at all. I think everybody has like a general idea yeah. of who we are and what we do. And that's but the I think that that's the disconnect that we we're in when we were talking earlier that I'm having um, a little bit with this is when you're doing a vlog, everyone's been following you for a long time. Mm-hmm. So when we start this, do we start it new? Do we start it like ground floor? Ground floor because it's it's people are gonna that listen to podcasts, automotive podcasts, they're always gonna see this and then they're like, oh, who's this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think lightly touch on I think I think what really people really want to know is the like. People ask me, just from my perspective, people ask me, like, how you get, like, who are you? How'd you get started? And I just, I always want to give, like, a pretty deep, I've always wanted to give a detailed kind of backstory. So if you want to, you know, it's up to each one of us, like, how we want to present it and stuff like that. But I do have a pretty detailed backstory. And, I, pro- like and, I, and I probably should have a detailed backstory, but I don't know. You know me. I, I get bored talking about myself, so... And I don't. And I'll so, talk about myself all day. I'm going to let you go then. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll start with me. Yeah. <laughs> write, I, your, write your book, Frank. Uh, and, and for the record, I am at one point in my life, I am going to write a book. Uh, are you going to need to write a book after this? Oh, my God. That's a good question. People could just reference this, huh? This, people can just reference this. Mm, I see. So I better get really in the mud then. I think you just opened up the door. We only have forty-five minutes left. Okay, I'll try to give. <laughs> I'll try to give the the short long story. How about okay. that? Okay, all right. Okay, so the short long story is is uh, I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this the past couple of days. How I want to present this, and I think I want to start like I could start very far back, of course. And the, like the old trope is, I grew up around cars, and you know, yeah, I did. I grew up around cars. My dad was into cars. You know, he was cruising Whittier Boulevard back in the '60s and drag racing and doing all that great stuff. But I think that's too far back. I think my story starts kind of in my formative years, like 12, 12, 13 years old. And the reason I start there is because during that time in the mid 90s, my family had a uh, vintage car lot. And it was just that a, a car lot that sold vintage cars. And we had a lot of cars that would that we'd buy and sell ourselves, but a lot of cars that would come on consignment. So that's where I really cut my teeth in the automotive kind of like space. And by that, I mean like, that's where I learned most of my knowledge. So, and it was kind of interesting how it went down. So people come on the lot and, oh, I should also mention, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be kind of like, uh, I'm going to put a caveat out there that I'm probably going to jump around a little bit because I was thinking about it earlier. I had all planned in my head, but yeah, it's, it's, just not, it's probably not going to work like that. You also didn't say you know, your name. Yeah. Oh, my name is Frank Newton. 
and I am the owner of Custom Life. And it's not Custom Life clothing, it's just the Custom Life. And we make t-shirts, we make t-shirts, we go to shows, we sell them at shows, we make videos that we post on YouTube, uh, we do uh, photography, we kind of do a lot of different things. Yeah. So that's me, I'm Frank. And and, and we're going to get into the sunglass thing here. But in We another- are. In another episode, and the reason why he wears them on the vlog, I wear I wear them if I'm at a show. Not I'm the probably... vlog, I'm sorry, but on this podcast. Oh I yeah, was, I, was I think thinking it just has that. to. I think it has to just like carry over. Like I don't I don't think I could come on here wearing regular glasses because I don't think I think this so far this is my this is me right. No, this is your character. That's your character. That we, is my we want to know about Frank Newton. Oh, should I change my glasses then if I'm going to be Frank? I'm just kidding. Come on. Okay, no, I'll just. I'll just, anyway, I know, I'll speed things up, I'll speed things up. I'm, I, we'll I get into now, the glass thing down the road, down the road. I am now realizing that I'm maybe digging too deep into this. Okay, <laughs> let me, let me try to expedite this process. Tell me who you are. So, formative years, growing up around cars, my family owned a vintage car lot. And uh, interesting fact, I was, at, a, at, a, at the time, I was the youngest, li- like, licensed car salesperson in Southern California. I got my vehicle salesperson's license, which is an actual thing. And when you get it, you get like a, uh, a, almost looks like a driver's license and it says vehicle salesperson on it. And I was 13 years old when I got that. And when I got it, it was got into the point where they were like looking in books to make sure that a 13 year old kid can sell cars. It was, it was a thing anyway. So that's where it, that's, that's where it started. So on this car lot, that's where I got my, cut my teeth, my formative years learning about cars. And as people would come on the car lot, I would like, I'm the sales guy, right? So I'm going to like try to sell them this car. Yeah. Well, I didn't know a whole lot about them, you know? So I only knew like what I had learned up to that point. So what I would do is I would like say something about a car and then I would let like the customer like school me on it. So, and, and some guys would get so upset. Like I would be like, this is a, I don't know, a 1964 Chevy and it, this is the motor in it. And they go like, that's not, that's not the original motor. <laughs> the original motor came in this and blah, blah, blah. So I, that's how I like learned. That's, that's how I learned about vehicles and stuff like that. So those were my formative years. And, um, when I got into the, the space that I'm in now, it was like a natural progression, just being into cars and, and my first, getting my first car. My first car was actually a, a 1955 Chevy Bel Air. That was my first car. And I still actually have that car. No one's ever seen it. It's stored away, but I have that car still. Um, so that's where I cut my teeth. But then I really got into this space later on, like after high school. So through high school, had a lower pickup, you know, just the normal stuff like that. Well, after high school, I wanted to take this, uh, this pickup and put, you know, hydraulics on it. I wanted airbags, but I knew a hydraulic guy. So I ended up putting hydraulics on it. Um, so I rolled around that summer. It was like the summer of 2000 in this full size, uh, OBS with on juice. And, um, I traded that for an S10, a shaved and bagged S10. And, um, when I first got this S10, the wiring was a mess in it. So I took it to a local stereo shop and I had the guy fix it. Well, uh, a guy, a local, a guy here, a guy named, uh, Pat Buzzard. He is uh, a local guy here. He was in a club called Twisted Obsessions. And um, he was the president of Twist Obsession. So he's driving past the stereo shop. He sees this, this is, bag truck. This is a mini truck club. This is mini truck club. Yeah, I've only ever been in mini truck clubs. I never. Yeah. I tried to get into lowrider clubs when I was younger than that, and I was so, quickly swayed away from being in a lowrider club. Yeah. So by the lowrider guys. Yeah, because if you're if you're listening to this, and you have don't know who we are, we are mini truckers. We are mini truckers. Yes. And we can get into the definition of that, I guess, later. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. But, but we are mini truckers. We are in a mini truck club, and we prefer building mini trucks 
Although I think our tastes are, are much more broad than that. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's any kind of like automotive guy. Well, I know? think that's more mini trucker than anything, any other automotive brand or any Absolutely. automotive hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of why I enjoy it. But all right. Sorry about that. Go ahead. I mean, no, in my, no, in my no. brain, I'm like, wait a minute. They don't make, maybe they don't know who we are. They're like, what are these guys taught? Twisted obsessions. What's a mini truck club? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys just keep on listening and you'll find out. So, yeah. So we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. So, uh, Pat Buzzard, president of Twisted Obsessions, saw me in the stereo shop. He came in, you know, we chatted it up and uh, he convinced me to come to a meeting. And uh, that was a huge chunk of my life. I was in that car club, Twisted Obsessions, from uh, the fall of 2001 all the way up until 2013. And then in 2014, that's when I got into Forbidden Fantasy and uh, been in Forbidden Fantasy since then. So here we are. Um, The little gaps in between all that that I kind of wanted to touch on was... um, the company, like starting our company, you know, we started, we started our company, uh, not as actually custom life. We started as BST clothing in 2003. And, um, the, my thing behind that was, was as, as I got into a mini truck club and started going to mini truck shows and realizing that this was my passion, this was, I, I love doing this. I was like, how can I do this and, and also make money doing it? And so, you know, after some thinking, uh, Angie, my wife, Angie and my partner for Custom Life, um, she actually went to school for fashion merchandising. So she has a degree in in fashion merchandising. So we were already kind of in the, I wouldn't say, I, I don't want to use the term fashion because that, yeah. that sounds pretentious, but we were just in the uh, in the apparel space already. Yeah. Like we were already in that space. And so uh, I, I, again, I don't want to sound like, I don't want to like sound conceited. No, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. However, um, I am proficient at doing things like I know how to weld I can you know shave door handles I'm not going to go bag a truck because that's out of my wheelhouse but I know how to do little things and so I was like well what do I do do I pursue something like maybe learn these basic things that I know and like pursue them and be better at them and then like start a custom shop well in the early 2000s there were a lot of custom shops yeah especially in the especially in the Inland Empire especially in the Inland Empire especially in Southern California there were I, well, I don't know about hundreds, but there were many. There were many custom shops. So I quickly realized that that wasn't the space that I belong in. And then after, you know, Angie and I thinking about it, we decided to start uh, our our apparel company. And um, we started in 2003. We called it BST. We called it Blood, Sweat, Tears. That was, we, we were thinking of like a, a initialism. Oh, at the time, Famous Stars and Straps was really cool. You know, there were a big company, there were a few big, like, Inland Empire companies out there that was really influenced by Famous being one of them. Um, I can't remember at the right now. I can't remember, but there are a few companies. Yeah. And so I wanted to come up with a name that was like a bit mysterious, you know. So we decided to call it Blood, Sweat, Tears (BSD) for short. And we were that for a lot of years, from 2003 all the way up until 2017. We were BST Clothing, mm-hmm. and the first few years, like 2003 through 2008, um, were very like. I was, I didn't have a print shop at that time, you know, I was doing other things. And, um, so I was like, you know, going through local printers and stuff like that. So, and we were kind of taking it seriously, but not really. Well, 2007, when everything, I was in construction and my family had a construction business at the time and you got, and you know, like 2007, like that was it. Like it was a wrap on yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
So we, we, it was a wrap on the construction stuff. So my pops is like, okay, well, you know, go figure something out. And I said, okay. So that's when I decided to start my screen printing company and I uh, started my screen printing company in the fall of 2007. And uh, 2008 is when we really started taking it seriously. Like we started printing our own apparel. We started going to shows and we, and we really started taking it seriously. And um, like I said, we were BST up until 2017. And so if you remember me saying that I wanted to, to create something that was a bit mysterious, it worked a little too well. <laughs> So by the time we got to the other end of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you create something that uh, too mysterious and no one knows what you are, no one knew what BSC stood, stood for. I get all the time, what does BSC stand for? And yeah. at first, I was trying to be like cute and say like, oh, it can mean whatever you want. Well, you know, I, I realized that it needs to be something <laughs> stood for. We are not making any money. That's well, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what it stood for. I mean, you know, I mean, it worked for a long time. So that's when Angie and I got back, you know, put our heads together, and that's where we came up with Custom Life. And we've been custom life since 2017, so that's sort of that's sort of me in a in a nutshell, really. Yeah, I remember. Um, it's funny going well bounce when I start talking about me a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. We'll go back to this, but when BST when you were a vendor at the Forbidden Show, so I, I I've been in Forbidden Fantasy, the club that we're both in since 1995, and we started throwing our show in '98, and. Uh, yeah, when it was at Paris Fairgrounds when you were a vendor. So funny you should mention that because at the time, so I had been going, so I was in Twisted Obsessions in 2001 and I had been going to the uh, Forbidden Show since this next spring, which was 2002, and I had gone to every single Forbidden Show. So it's funny you should, should mention that as being a vendor because at the time, the pinnacle of our success was just being a vendor at the Forbidden Fantasy Show. Like that was, that was success to us. Like we, we had... We had came up with this idea, came up with products, and at that and by then our first Forbidden Fantasy show that we vendored was in two thousand eight, which is coincidentally enough that is the same year that that uh, you gave away the the Toyota pickup. Oh, was that that year? That was that year. Uh, so okay. it was it was already exciting. And for those who don't know, let, let's just kind of really, really quick go into that. So that year Forbidden Fantasy show, the club Forbidden Fantasy had built a what, what year was it? Um, it was an eighty seven. I want to say. Um, What's funniest is wasn't that year that we built it. We were supposed to give that truck away the prior year. Oh, really? Yeah, we bought that truck off of a friend of ours stock. And it was a factory turbo 87 pickup. And uh, yeah, body dropped it, bagged it, shaved it, painted it, full interior, full stereo, wheels, everything. It was, and, it was uh, a bad looking truck. We were supposed to give it away the year prior and it didn't happen because we couldn't get it done in time. So we pushed it another year. So that was 2008. So Mm -hmm. 2008 yeah. and funny enough uh the person that i mentioned earlier pat he actually got one of the keys oh really because uh <laughs> oh, I, so, so. I'll, I'll i'll explain it so yeah. like the way that they went down was to get into the drawing for the truck i don't how much how much was it to get into it? so it's 20 bucks a ticket and then we drew 20 keys 20 tickets and each person got a key right so it wasn't just like pull a, a thing and like that's the winner yeah. it was added a, an extra layer of like uh suspense yeah. by doing 20 keys and my buddy pat had one of the keys and it wasn't the key obviously but so, I mean, it was it was exciting man funny story about that right uh-huh that truck um we so we had another guy in the club named andy and he had also an 84 to 88 toyota pickup basically the same truck so we took his toyota key and made 19 copies of his toyota key <laughs> And then, but 
if it for anyone that's ever had an old car um in general the keys sometimes will start any car that's right isn't like ford like a, a like a master of four or something like that i don't know but my I've to- heard that my 86 toyota pickup that i had was so worn out that i could put any key in it any toyota key in it uh-huh. and it would start we didn't think of that and we were like what if all of these keys start this truck you so, know the- but we like the sense of relief when the first one didn't work we were like because we didn't try it we didn't oh. try it we didn't do a test run or anything Damn. so we're on stage and we're just like Maybe if the first person wins, the first person wins. It was just meant to be, but it might not even be the key. We might have to like go get all the keys back from everyone and find the right key. Oh my gosh, that's <sighs> great! I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, but it was twenty so, bucks a ticket. So twenty bucks a ticket, five keys. It was exciting. No, that, twenty that, keys. Oh, I'm sorry, twenty keys. Yeah, yeah, twenty keys. Yeah, that's okay. So, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I get it now. My my brain's all. Yeah. <laughs> did now? Did you know Pat just bought one ticket, or did he buy more? I don't know. I can't remember that. Because the girl that won bought one ticket. No way. And people had bought five tickets, ten tickets. I think I bought one. Yeah. I think I bought one. I always, I have a thing with raffles. I never win for one. Same. Um, And I will, so I will only always buy a couple of tickets. I will never buy like hundreds of dollars worth of tickets, no matter what it is. One ticket. I'm the same way. Because like, if it's meant to, like you said earlier, if it's meant to be, like it's meant to be. It's meant to be. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I also know people who have almost built entire trucks off of raffle tickets. Uh, Adam Sinner in our club. His, uh-huh. uh He won. The only reason his Ford Ranger ever got bagged is because he won a raffle. That's awesome. To get it bagged. That's funny. Yeah, I know. I knew a guy just like that. Um, but anyway, to, to get back on track about this story. Um, so the 2008, the giveaway truck was an awesome year. So yeah, that was our first year vendoring the forbidden fantasy show. And like I said, at the time that was a major accomplishment. Like it, me and Angie felt like not, not that we made it, but we definitely did something, you know? Yeah. So the, so Brian and Frank go way back even before Brian and Frank started. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly the first time I met you, but I definitely know for sure by 2003 because, uh, well, no. No, no, no. When, what year did you get your Titan? 04. It's, a, it's an 04. Okay, so then in 04 is is when... Like, so I know that for sure because uh, I was in Twisted Obsessions at the time. I had this Cadillac. And uh, oh, actually, yeah. actually, if you've, if you've seen my Instagram lately, you actually saw a picture of it. Um, so I, I have this Cadillac, and at the time, it was just lowered on 20-inch uh, wire wheels. We drove it out to Ardenois. You were hanging out there. I hit you up. I said, hey, man, you know what's going on? We hung out. It was a lot of, It was fun. And the, the highlight of that night was me driving my Cadillac, you, um, a guy, what was it, Craig, who used to be in Forbidden Fantasy. Oh, Greg, Greg. Greg, yeah. Greg, who used to be in Forbidden Fantasy, and my buddy Josh. And between the three of you, I mean, I'm not going to get into weight specifics, but it was, there were, there was a lot of man. We were hauling some weight. Yeah, yeah. We were hauling some weight to the point where like my already, it was just lowered, but it was like pass the the knockoff yeah this freaking cadillac so i i for sure know we knew each other then so yeah. yeah so i think that's about and probably earlier than that i don't know yeah that's funny man that trip was fun that you so you want a funny story about that trip yeah um, i'll just do this real fast because people probably want the the street that you get off on my house to come uh-huh. to my house here that crazy long desolate road yeah there was supposed to be a drag session uh down to earth was supposed to set up a drag session on the way to that show on that street. 
awesome. But not enough people showed up. So, anyways, that was just yeah, kind of off funny. the wall. Because remember, Chris yeah. Kuda was there. He bought us wings at uh, Santisi's. No, no, oh no, that was much later. Was it much that was, later? That was much later. That was, uh, I, yeah, that was much later. Oh, okay. I, I was like at that point, I was vending shows, and I followed you guys out in the Titan. I had all the crap in the back of the Titan. You had your blue truck. You oh, the, the OBS. OBS. Yeah. Yeah, you had that. It was a blue body drop OBS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Man. was cool. That, that okay. was a cool truck. Yeah. I get my stuff mixed up. It's the, 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 all these years. It is. It kind of get muddled together. Uh, but anyway. So. I guess that could go an intro into kind of how long I've been doing this stuff. Yeah, go ahead. So I got into Forbidden Fantasy, the club that we're both in now in 1995. And it's funny about that is right before that, I was in a race, like an import race club. Me and a buddy from high school, he had a Civic and I had an 86 Toyota pickup. And all we did was go to the street races. I lived at the street races from the day, I basically even before I got my license until they just stopped doing them, you know, a couple years later. But so I was always into racing and stuff like that. But yeah, got in 95. First truck run was Rezo. 95 to 96 and then became president in 97 i want to say then we threw our first show in 98 and And uh, also the club started in 93 the club started in 93 yeah by a guy named todd ramberg and a couple other guys um and then todd kind of when it was funny when i got into the club i got in the club because of mike quigley i saw his toyota pickup lowered um i worked at a pizza place who's now in no regrets who's now in no regrets um but it, I saw his Toyota and I was like, I want to, I want my Toyota like that. It was lowered, 17-inch center lines, shell. It was sick. There's so always like, that, that one truck, right? Well, it's funny because the logo, the Forbidden Fantasy logo on his shell is the reason I got into Forbidden. I was going to get into a club called Addicted to Style. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an Inland Empire club. This guy, Mikey Real, ran it. Ran it. Um, they used to do cruise nights on Van Buren and Riverside there at uh, one of the grinder shops. Grinder. Uh, sandwich shops oh yeah yeah like a sandwich shop <laughs> yeah yeah they called it it's a something grinders but uh anyways and i and when quigley pulled up in that toyota pickup with the logo on the shell i was like he had the toyota emblem behind the logo that's and i was awesome. like that's sick and it was a and painted I, logo right painted logo yeah yeah and i was like well that's what i want to do and uh that's what i did and now we're here so started there, that what's that there's a, so there's a lot in between though of that there's a ton in between that. I mean, more than it can be covered in even in an episode. But basically, mm-hmm. we we started the car show um, in 1998. It started uh, the Forbidden Fantasy Show and Shine started at Fireworks Family Fun Park, FFF, in oh, Moreno Valley, California. That's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Forbidden Fantasy has an extra F in it. Um, we can get into that later. Yeah, on I know. Too. Do you want to do you, like, no, we just, no? yeah, you don't want to get into that right now. Now we can get into that. Maybe if we ever talk, start talking about the club or something, it stands yeah. for family. Or, it stands. Well, for it, family. well it, it depends on if your mother asks or grandmother or, or grandmother. And it also or, depends on who your mother is. Well, that's true. Some people have some pretty gnarly <laughs> mothers. Yeah. So anyway, so for anyway. fantasy family, um, yeah. but I think, but yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I don't, we, between the two of us, because you know, you know what always I've always found interesting. It's it's like when some someone starts a company doing lawyering or whatever, and they have um, together we have over a hundred years experience. Oh, and there's yeah. like five guys who's done <laughs> yeah. it for like 20, 25 years. Yeah. So I guess to use that trope, 
you and I have probably, well, I've been doing this since 2001. Um, so uh, what is that, 21 years? I mean, what is that? 20, 21 years. Of, ex- mini, of mini trucking experience? Of, of mini trucking experience. Let's start yeah. there, mini trucking experience. Yeah. So 98, we started that show. We did it for two years at the fire, the Fireworks Family Fun Park, which was an arcade that in Marina Valley right off the 60 freeway. And then we had to move it to like Paris Fairgrounds because it got too big. And we did that for a couple of years, and that was there were some interesting years there because we had bands, and the one year we had the, the infamous the, year, the police shut it down. Riots, um, yeah, but with a, they weren't really riots, but we <laughs> called it riots because they, they the riot police showed up. It's, it sounds much more fun saying yeah, riots. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, so that so that yeah, that's and then, like the club. Oh, go ahead. And yeah, and then low life video started to become a thing mm-hmm. and i remember that's when i started kind of like wanting like you said going to all the i've worked monday through friday or or the weekends too and whatever to go to to be able to afford to go to car shows i said in my mind i want to i saw low life mike and ernie and oliver going to traveling to all these shows and making money at the shows and i said how can i do that um, and I didn't want to start a, a video thing because everyone was doing video things at the time. So this is like mid two thousands. This is like two thousand five. Uh huh. So started. Um, <clears throat> you want see this would be the opportune time to go ahead and hand you a liquid death. <laughs> liquid death is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Once they we get a check from them, then we can talk about liquid death. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just wanted to figure out how to make money going to car shows and not having to have a regular job. So I uh, started Grinder Magazine, a print magazine. Had six issues. The economy took a crap, and uh, that kind of went away. And I worked through that whole time that we had Grinder Magazine. I never stopped working. So it's not like I quit and made any money. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in 2000. I forgot what year it was, but my buddy of mine in the club, Mike, came to me and he said, I want to do something. I want to start Grinder Magazine with you again. This was someone totally different than started it with me in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. it was so, you and you and Galen in the beginning, right? The, in the beginning, it was Galen, Armenta, uh, this guy Richard in the club, and myself. And the funny thing is Richard, he was a graphic designer. That's what he went to school for. And he interviewed for Mini Truck and Magazine alongside Mike Alexander. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. And Mike ended up getting the job. Yeah. And Rich was like, well, what do I do now? I was like, well, let's start our own magazine. Yeah. And um, so we did. And then Rich exited pretty soon. I think the first issue he was gone, he moved out of state. And then me and Galen did it for a while. Then we moved on. And then me and Mike did one issue and... I still didn't know what I was doing. You know, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I had no idea what I was doing. I remember you, because uh, this uh, this is where it all intertwines. Like you, you, you and I, our relationship. Um, so I was. That's when I really started to like know you. I guess was around that time because I started hitting you up because I saw you started the magazine, and I loved it. I was totally into it because, you know, correct me if if I'm wrong on any of this because that magazine was supposed to be like we had mini trucking magazine we've had mini trucking magazine since you know the 80s or whenever it started yeah but that magazine was supposed to be 
uh, sort of a bridge. So like earlier in our conversation, we were talking about how mini truckers aren't necessarily confined to just mini trucks. It's more of like a, uh, it's more of like a blanket thing because our scene started in mini trucks, but eventually became like a blanket term. Yeah. It, and so this grinder, the first grinder magazine at the time was supposed to be the bridge between mini truck and magazine and like an import magazine where yeah, like, like sport compact car, super street, um, those magazines, because I always, I love mini trucks. Don't get me wrong, but I've, I always liked the imports too, the Hondas, um, and everything like that. So we wanted to do something that was, everything was mini truck inspired from cars to full size trucks, even lifted trucks. Which you know? uh, which issue had the the Honda on the? It was a Honda, right? Which which one was the first car cover? Uh, was it the three hundred, the Chrysler? 300? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was it was that. It was Bill Carlton's three hundred. Okay. Bill yeah. from uh, Extensive. And that sort of set the. I mean, the first episode. First episode. The first issue had the yellow Toyota on it, right? Green, green, green Toyota on it. Yellow, green, yeah, from Arizona, and then the blue. There was a blue S ten, and I'll put the image on the screen. Um, on for YouTube, but that was the guitarist for a Treyu's truck. Oh, really? I yeah, we were that. we were shooting that in Orange County, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm in a band. You know, we're going on tour and stuff." And I remember Galen goes, "Oh, so you have to like drive to these things?" And he goes, "No, we have a bus." And oh, we're like, "Wait a minute, a bus?" We're like, "What band is it?" And he's like, "A Treyu," and I was like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> so my um, <laughs> my ex girlfriend was sitting in the truck at the time, and I walked back when we were done. I was like. Have you heard of a Treyu? She's like, yes. I was like, oh, that's him. <laughs> that's the guy. And another funny story is his brother was the one that built that Tacoma with the cards on it. It was at the cancer show. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's an MIC truck. Yep. This all ties together because didn't the um, the yellow Ranger that was like a... Uh, it was like a yellow ranger built by mic wasn't he yeah. like in a band or like a skateboarder or something he was a like skater that? okay but the yeah, owner of mic was a professional skater as well oh really i didn't know that yeah the first the original owner of mic so mic is a shop from anaheim california so in the early 2000s it was a big shop like i remember it was it was, it was huge when we they would vend our show and they would take they were the biggest vendor there i remember know, I, I i remember going walking into that and going, hey, we need X amount of dollars. And he would just be like, shoo, shoo, shoo. here's your money. <laughs> you know, whereas awesome. you go to some shops and you're like, hey, it's this much money. They're like, oh, can we pay you after the show? <laughs> Those shops will not be named. That's no, kidding. Uh, they're not around anymore, so we could talk I about know. it. I <laughs> know. There's so many shops. You know, earlier we were talking about just how many shops were in Southern California in the early 2000s. It's, yeah. it's actually pretty amazing. Like it was. the early 2000s and mini trucking. I mean that's so every person, and I don't I this could start the billet conversation, but it won't. You know, every person has their sort of like era they came up in. Ours are very close together because we're very. I went yeah we're very close in age. Yeah. Um, you know, but some people got started in the '80s when it was like just static drop trucks and dancing beds and you know 15s with stretch tires and stuff like that. And so my uh, my era is early to because uh, you know I got in in 2001. So my era was early 2000s. Um, and to me, if you were to describe a truck built in that time, that would kind of encapsulate my my time coming up is picture S10, fully shaved, big chrome wheels. Um, crazy paints weren't really a thing back then. They were more like solid color paint jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, they had yeah. kind of taken a break at that point in time. Yeah, I think the whole graphic thing kind of took a break, which yeah. is well, 
MIC was had their own style of crazy pink, though. That's true. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Uh, if you a, look at all the stuff from MIC, it was always bright. Mm-hmm. They used a lot of stars. Yeah, um, nautical did, stars. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what's um, more, what's more early two thousands than a nautical star? <laughs> and then it tattooed on your elbows. Yeah. I'm not gonna say <laughs> that I have a uh-huh. star tattooed. It's not a nautical star, but it is a star. I think. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely early two thousands. <laughs> Frank, 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 the non-trendy Frank. Do you do you remember the first time that we uh was it? I don't know where you were, but it was, and we'll probably won't even discuss this into great detail. But the time it was de- Danger Zone, I think, and like you had you were still in Twisted Obsessions, and we were all partying at that Motel Six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and <laughs> where were you going with this? I don't I don't remember. Oh, you had you were like you were on a good one and you had passed out and then you kind of just like left angie in the parking lot oh yeah she was oh. just sitting she was just sitting on the stairs and she's like right. yeah and then we t- we had this deep conversation about you uh-huh. before we were even like buddies good friends or anything. yeah so that was kind funny. of funny it was yeah. kind of funny my introduction to you and angie was exactly how you and angie are when you <laughs> when you party <laughs> me and angie definitely have uh uh, I don't know what to, how to say it, but yeah, me and Angie are me and Angie for sure. Yeah, you guys have fun. Yeah, we there we go. That's a good way to put it. We have fun. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have a lot of fun. Sometimes we have too much fun, but we, we've learned at least me. I can't. I cannot speak for Angie, but I can speak for myself that over the years I have learned how to balance the fun part because oh, you know what? This is a job, and you know, like when we go to show and we set up booths, you know, we have to get up in the morning we have to to do what we have to do and so uh over the years i've really learned how to uh balance that out you know like yeah have a great time but still just kind of get to it the next day you know we've slowed down a little bit you know these past couple years but you know it's been fun yeah exactly i mean i was thinking about that today i was like i wonder if we're ever going to talk like i'd like to talk about that at, at some point in time on this is how i i didn't just slow down i stopped that's right you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. probably not get into that now, but maybe later on or something. Yeah, no, for but sure. But anyways, when did we, where did we leave off? Um, oh. Well, we, we kind of like left off, we kind of oh, went down Grind- this Oh, Grinder Magazine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we went down that weird thing, but yeah, so after Grinder Magazine, um, that was, t- that was like oh, 2008 I'm or sorry, something. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I did want to make one more point on the whole Grinder Magazine thing and our relation that's how we got down the rabbit hole yeah. i just want to make one more point that i would hit you up because it, uh, the first few episodes of grinder were free you just used to just give them away yeah yeah right uh which is maybe not the best business move yeah. tell you what if, if you think you don't need to go to business school you should probably go to business school <laughs> you should probably do that yeah. so anyway you're giving away these magazines and uh, so i would hit you up and be like hey man i, I really want to like give these things away and you would give me boxes at a time and i put them in the trunk of my cadillac and i'd cruise around at lo- local shows and i'd be handing out grinders and stuff like that so anyway i just want to touch on that real quick <laughs> Yeah, we would send boxes. There's still people that hit me up to this day. They're like, hey, I still have like a half a box of the magazines. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like, we probably shouldn't have sent an entire box to each person that asked. Yeah, I think I had half a box that left at one point too, but... So I'm down to where I have the 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 main, you know, yeah. just the, fir- the, the all the issues, and that's it. But yeah, so anyway, funny that was that funny story about magazine distribution. Real fast, 
We used to pick up the magazines from the printer in a minivan, and there were so many that the minivan would be like completely laid out. That's how heavy this was. <laughs> These Dude, magazines like are heavy. Thousands of magazines, and we would print on very heavy paper. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, we would we would get them back to my house, and we would use DHL to ship. So I would print all these DHL um, shipping labels, and then I would leave these magazines in my front yard, and DHL would pick them up. So they did the very first time they did this. The next day, someone was like, "Hey, man, the magazine looks great." And he lived in like Montana or something. I was like, "How'd you already get your magazine?" And then another shop, "Hey, man, got the magazines." I was like, this is one day. So I accidentally put filled out next day shipping. Oh, no. My Gosh. DHL bill was like $8,000. Whoa. <laughs> and I never paid it. <laughs> oh, I called him and I said, look, hey, I don't have this money. I don't have this money at all. Uh-huh. So uh, this was a mistake. Like these labels are pink and these other ones are purple. I just printed on the wrong ones. Wow. And they just they never said I'm, anything but what are they gonna do there's i mean they're gonna well I not, mean, I guess yeah they would just not pick up but anyways yeah that's it that's funny that that's that's interesting yeah i have a couple of funny stories like that but i'm and yeah then, it's that's what all this stuff is it's just like this crazy like trial and error and just kind of putting yeah. yourself out there and just you know just trying something you know yeah it's a, uh, and then 2009 is when i quit my job i worked for the county hospital in Riverside for eight or nine years and while going through all this, you know, Grinder magazine and all that stuff. And then finally I quit, didn't know what I was going to do and, uh, hit up Cody for, they used to work for low life video. He used to do a lot of filming for him and he lived out here in Phoenix area. And I had this idea. I was like, Hey, um, I want to start a YouTube channel. No one is putting car shows on YouTube. I was like, but I don't know what camera to get. I don't know what I don't know how to edit. I don't know anything. So he was like, it's a great idea. I was like, you want to partner up on it? He said, yeah. So I drove out to Phoenix and slept on the floor in his bedroom. You know, he still lived with his parents. He was younger and I, we learned, we filmed a car. It was the very first grinder video. It was a Volkswagen Passat. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we filmed it and uh, edited it. And uh, that was the start of it. You know, a couple like, couple things and i was going to mention this earlier and it's and it's interesting that you mentioned that right now is because earlier when you started the magazine you had no experience in starting a magazine you know and i remember you saying that you would do crash basically crash courses in like photoshop and illustrator so so the first six issues we did seven total. the first six issues galen did all of the photography and all of the graphic design granted i would sit next to him and be like yeah that looks cool that looks cool um and back then, there wasn't. It wasn't easy to put a magazine together. There wasn't an Adobe program like there is now. We had to use a program called Quark, Ex- Quark Express. And think of a layout of a magazine the way it prints. It prints like a four sheets at a time, but it prints both sides. So, but it doesn't print them in order. So you have to lay this out like one page one is here, and on the other next to page one would be like page forty-eight, and then like page thirty-six, and then you have the mat. It was it was a mess, but. Um, I just did the writing. That's all I did. And then when I, we came back for that last issue, I didn't know how to use a camera or anything. So when we went to lay the magazine out, I had to call Brandon at Fuel Market and be like, hey, man, I need to know how to put like a border around a photo. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even I didn't even know how to take a photo 
into Photoshop and then put another photo next to that photo. Uh huh. And in a month's time, I went from not knowing that to laying the entire magazine out. Right. So it, very, very similar to how we do these videos. Mm-hmm. And, well, and my, I was going to say that it's like very similar to how we do everything. Even me for like screen printing. When I started screen printing my own shirts, I didn't know. I just basically bought a business in a box and just jumped right into it. And it's funny you should say that about adding borders and stuff because me and Andrew are sitting there like, okay, let's create a t-shirt. And she's like, well, how do we like put a text on and then put an outline around the text? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. And there was at the time, I mean, this is, uh, I know there was YouTube, but I mean, YouTube wasn't the tool that it is now where you can yeah. be like how to do that. And it'll tell you exactly how to do it. And so, yeah, we had to resort to the same thing. We had to like, no, we had to hit up someone who we knew who kind of knew about Photoshop and be like, Hey, how do we just add an outline to this? You know? And it's, it, it's, it's interesting how when, you know, when we start this stuff, you, you just have to just jump into it and do it. Yeah. That's a, uh... It's kind of exactly what it was. And I mean, to this day, for this podcast. Yeah. Like, okay, we want to start a podcast. How to start a podcast. Then your guy went down the rabbit hole of microphones. Mm-hmm. I went down the rabbit hole of off, you know what I mean? Like you're in a different location then. Like, how do you do that? How do you do this? How do you do that? And then how do you upload a podcast to Apple? How do you, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah. If, if you're really passionate about something and you want to do it, then you just figure out how to do it. And, and even, and even now, like I've been screen printing, uh, for now for, well, since Oh seven. So I don't know. Do yeah. Math. So I've been screen printing for a long time, but there's some, just the other day I was like, I forgot exactly what it was, but it's just one of those things where I'm doing it. And then I'm like, just change one little thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been doing this for like 15 years and all I had to do was that to make it better. Yeah. You know, and, and it's always constantly finding out stuff like that. And especially doing this stuff, like what we do with now, now podcasting and making videos and stuff like that. You're just constantly learning new things. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty crazy. I think, yeah. So that first video we uploaded in, I think October of 2010 and, uh, yeah, and now we've got two, I don't want to say 200 videos. We should have a lot more videos. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, I look back on when I started doing this. I didn't even start like vlogging type videos, like turning the camera on myself until um, the pandemic. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, but I mean, I've been, I went to Australia three times, New Zealand twice, Japan. Yeah, I documented that kind of stuff, but I didn't document that stuff correctly. Hmm. I would, you know what I mean? I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I wish I could go back and document that. Cause in my head it was just shoot show coverage and add music to it. Right. A little bit of lifestyle here and there and all that stuff. But man, I, which is, which is cool because that really set the, the tone for your, your whole style of, of filming and making videos, I think, you know, cause like every, you definitely have a style and actually, you know, you're, you're forgetting a chunk. So you went, you went from grinder magazine to producing that first uh, Volkswagen video, you forgot the whole DVD thing. You, you well, made yeah, the, so the DVDs. DVD, well, the DVD, we were never going to make a DVD. Oh, we really? Were stri- no, we, were st- we, never, we started it with just the intention of YouTube. Oh, I didn't know that. And then we started going, you know, we could probably make a little bit of money if we also filmed for the DVD. And, but the problem was is you're, now you're trying, to do, you're trying to film two things. Okay, what do you put on YouTube? What do you put on the DVD? You know, and it took so long to get the first one out. And then, um, yeah, we did two more after that. But it would, 
doing the DVDs would hurt the YouTube channel because the con we weren't putting content out because we were filming it for the DVD and so on and so forth. So yeah, no more DVDs. We, yeah, but you did make DVDs. You came out with we three made volumes, correct? Three DVD slash Blu-rays, yeah. yeah. And those are great. I mean, because like it, we were kind of, we touched a little bit on like low life and domination and a lot of the, the videos at the, or DVD companies at the time. And you, you kind of like really kind of not went in another direction, but found your style. You yeah, know, everyone had their style, right? Your low life video was like the party. Yeah, the, which were fun. The, the Those skate videos vi were the so sk good. He was very skate video influenced, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, they were. That's my favorite. Domination, very similar, but you know, he had he used a lot of different style music and stuff. And then you had Surface that came out that was a lot more like refined, I would say. And uh, and to use their tagline because I think it really fits what they did. What, what they did. And it's not to say any of the other ones were not like this, but it was it said when art meets asphalt. Yeah. To me, that that really, really kind of and really set the tone what Surface did, you know. Yeah, big time. I they they were one of the first ones to start using like um, like camera jibs and stuff like that. You know, trying to just trying to refine the whole thing and make it look a lot smoother and, and things like that. And. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. It's okay because oh, I want to. Oh, so, so okay. So sorry. I'll 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 finish up with this. We got our inspiration from the the Euro side of things. There was okay. a company called AWOL, Air Water or Land. Oh, and that's cool name. yeah, if you look them up, they would go to like Worthersea and all these Volkswagen shows, and their style of filming really, the music and all that stuff like that's what influenced a lot of Grinder TV stuff. That's cool. The only thing that I was going to touch on since we were talking about Surface DVD and we we're talking about milestones. Uh, well, I was talking about milestones earlier. So one of our first milestones was, was actually vendoring at the Forbidden Fantasy Show. Another one of our huge milestones was actually having an ad. Not, an, not even really an ad. It was more just like a brought to you by kind of thing. Yeah. In Surface DVD. So that was like another big thing for us. There's like little things in, in personally my career that I look back on and I'm like really proud of those little things. And that was one of them. So one being vendoring the first time at forbidden fantasy. Um, and then one being having this like little, little mention in, in surface. Now were those milestones, those miles, did were you successful with those milestones? Because each of those milestones essentially you paid for. Right. What, so, what do you mean? What do you mean by paid for? Like you paid for a vendor spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what I'm I saying? Mean, like, like you were, your milestone was like being there and fulfilling that vendor spot with your product. Right. And then like your milestone with surface was like, you had substance behind that presented by. Right. Because we're going to get into something probably down the road in these, in, in one of these episodes about people creating things without substance behind them. Oh, that's spicy. It's a little, <laughs> little spicy. It's a little spicy. It's a little spicy. It's and a little we're spicy. You know, and it'll probably just be a small conversation. Yeah, that we yeah. Have, you know. No, these these milestones are one like just personal. I don't. Know, is is the term professional? Is that a good term to use? Like professional milestones? I think my so. Professional because, career, because this is this is my career. This is what I do, right? Yeah, because I, I have the same thing. Like I remember my first feature in a photography feature in a magazine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like That's that huge. was. We, that we, was that's like that's a huge thing. So, 
Yeah, it's it's, it's we haven't exactly even what it is. we haven't even touched on that that you know you you have produced Grinder uh, Grinder magazine and then you moved into Grinder TV which was YouTube based and DVD based. We're leaving out the whole chunk where you're a professional photographer who has many <laughs> who has many covers under his belt. <laughs> many covers. Yeah, it's <laughs> ramped up and it's ramping up quickly. So, it's uh it's something that I'm really enjoying doing right now. That's great. Yeah, we could talk about that on a on another thing. We we say that a lot. We're like, we'll, we'll touch on that. I think we'll we touch have on that later. We have so much to talk about, but we have to compact it down. <laughs> yeah, and and take it one little chunk at a time. And yeah, and because this, this isn't a twenty this isn't a twenty something hour road trip where we could just go talk on, for yeah. eight hours and then and then you know yeah. So let's talk about while while we're kind of winding down because we're we're reaching our hour because we've decided that an hour is pretty much you know how we want to yeah. run these things. We so, are just over an hour right now. Okay, so let's wind it down with where we're going. What where we're, we're personally going, or no, where this no, is going? the podcast the the podcast oh. space is going. Uh, it's going on YouTube and. No, I'm just <laughs> 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 um where our podcast space is going. Hopefully it's going to, hopefully people are enjoying it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Hopefully they're enjoying it. It's hard to tell because there's no, you don't get comments on, on Spotify or whatever, like you do on YouTube. So you don't see that Mm -hmm. instant, like, Oh, this is awesome. But there are some cool comments on the, on the thing. And what I would say is keep commenting on the YouTube videos and on Instagram posts, because I am taking kind of notes of what people are saying. Yeah, definitely. And we can, circle back to those things you know oh, what I mean? definitely like we want to we want to address like comments like, so like if you're watching this on youtube and you drop a comment then we want to reference you know the comments that you guys are dropping in in later episodes and stuff like yeah. that even if you're just listening to this hit us hit it the custom life instagram or grinder tv instagram and just ask a question what's and your I'll, what's your instagram you got to drop your instagram oh grinder underscore tv and mine is custom underscore life custom with a k underscore life Yes. Um, so also, I was uh, I was more talking about you know I think those are like things that where this podcast is going. But I also wanted more to say that we plan on making this a weekly podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, weekly podcast. We're, we're going to try to you know record these like mid end of the week, have it uploaded by beginning of the next week. Yeah. And um, as long as everybody keeps watching and listening, we're going to keep making these things. Actually, I think I think we're going to keep making them whether people listen to them or watch them. That's anyways. exactly what the next thing I was going to say. I yeah. th- I think we're just going to start making these things. I'm having yeah. fun. This is fun. I love talking. You know, well, the, obviously. The funny thing is, is what you guys don't know is me and Frank message each other on Facebook pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just an extension of that, of this, our messages. Right. You know right. what I mean? This is just um, an extension of the conversations that we have, you know, on our long road yeah. trips and stuff like that. Um, like I was saying, I, I do like to talk and I, now I'm like kind of, even now just winding down on this conversation, I'm still now thinking about the beginning of the conversation and I felt like I was a little like, like drawn out maybe like maybe I was trying to get too into the mud. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize for that. You know, maybe, you know, I was, maybe I was getting a little too, uh, um, well, you never know the this, music, the audio could fail on this and we might have to redo this whole thing. That's true. We'll see. Hopefully it won't. I don't think it will. But uh, yeah, we're trying to do them weekly because even that we kind of got into ourselves, you know, talk about ourselves and our and our paths and stuff today on this episode. But we're the next episode. Like we haven't even talked about our trip to Mini Nats. No, we haven't even. We talked haven't about talked about our that. trip to anything. And there's yeah. stuff coming up. 
That's right. So we're gonna we're not only backed up on edits, and by the way, since the pilot episode, I have not finished anything. Me neither. <laughs> I have finished. I maybe got a more one more minute on the reunion show, and um, edited this podcast, the pilot podcast, and then edited uh, some work stuff. But me too. Yeah. I I have uh, got the first. Uh, I've got the first day of Forbidden Fantasy Show and Shine. So Friday, Friday's done, and now I'm beginning Saturday. So. That's yeah, sort of then, like how I break down my videos is like I can I basically because usually the you know uh, um, just like any story break it into three parts and so you know I, I I my accomplishments are like third so I'm done with the first third and now working on the rest. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna try to edit this next video. The thing that's excuse me <coughs> need a cough button right here. <laughs> like in baseball yeah, yeah cough buttons yeah by the way the dodgers and cubs got put uh rained out today i saw um, frank's a dodger fan and mm -hmm. i'm a cubs fan and uh those Which, teams are those teams are unlike each other right now but it's, uh, it's fun when they play each other yeah definitely and without getting bored like people don't people don't tune into this podcast for sports no. but it, it's fun it's fun listening because the the dodgers and the cubs are in the same division so when well, the same, yeah. Nationally. Well, the same, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, anyways, anyways, that's it. Stuff. Yeah, boring sports stuff. What are we going to talk about in the next episode? Um, I you want to get into why you don't like billet wheels? We could do that. Why? Um, what don't I like? That's controversial. Mm. Four door cars. No, that's not. Controversial. No, that's not controversial. <laughs> that's that's not just controversial. the right thing to not like. That's back on me. <laughs> that's back on me. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into something. Let's, I think we'll let's probably talk about, um, let's talk about trips next. Let's next. talk about road trips and our yeah, trips to Minneapolis. What, how, how, when, why, what goes and, on? And and I really want to talk about um, how everyone says, "Why don't you get a van? Why don't you get a motorhome? Why don't you do this?" We'll tell you exactly why. Yeah, we don't do any of that. Uh huh. And I'll tell you that um, I went to fix my Titan yesterday with the you know I replaced the clock spring so the the light unflashes. The airbag, now. yeah. Yeah, I have to put the old clock spring back in <laughs> because something happened or I forgot to. Uh, anyways, it's just that'll be we'll another. Get in, we'll get into our Titans. That's another subject, on the next episode. Our so. Titans are are yeah are shitty titties. So make sure you guys go and subscribe to our YouTube channels, please. Go follow us on Instagram and uh, subscribe to these podcasts. I don't know how podcasts work so much. I just know yeah. you can subscribe to them. You can rate them. So rate them. If you're listening to this, rate the podcast. Um, all that stuff helps us out. Right on. So that's it. Thanks. <laughs>